Shvotov Mevorach, this is Rabbi Kovacs, and we are holding in Mishnah Yomi in Sukkah, chapter 2, Mishnah 6. Rabbi Eliezer Omer. Now we're on the topic of meals in Sukkot. Remember, yesterday we learned you could eat snacks outside of the Sukkah, but it would be nice even to bring those to the Sukkah. So here, Rabbi Eliezer Omer, Arba Esrei Sudot, Hayavadam Lechol Basukkah. Someone must eat 14 meals in their Sukkah. Ahad Bayom Ve'achad Balayla. Every day, once during the daylight hours, you know, their lunch, and once at nighttime, the dinner. Now, the, the minag back then was they didn't really eat breakfast. Breakfast is mentioned in the Gemara. It's, it could be valuable for some people who are going to work to eat, some, eat a little bit of breakfast. But really, a sauda, a sit-down meal, was done around noontime and at nighttime. So Rebeleza holds you need such meals every single day of the Chag Sukkot, both Yom Tov and Cholamod. I mean, the other sages say, there's no set limit. A person could have 14 meals if he wants to have a bagel for breakfast every morning, plus a sit-down lunch and a dinner. He could have 21 meals. Or he could fast for a day of chola moed, or he could just have snacks, he could have grapes. He doesn't have to have full meals. Chutz, but there's an exception. There's a requirement. Only the first night of Yom Tov, then one is required to have a meal with bread in the sukkah. And the Bart Nur explains, as the, as the Gemara explains, we, we learn this from eating matzah on Pesach, both by Pesach and by sukkahs. There's an extra phrase, chamisha asar, on the 15th. Both take place on the 15th of the respective month, Nisan for Pesach and Tishrei for Sukkot. And this extra 15th in both contexts, which is used in the context of a meal and eating the matzah by by, um, by Pesach, teaches us that we need to eat bread in the sukkah the first night on the 15th of Tishrei, the first night of Sukkot as well. Rebelezer adds another halacha. So apparently he agreed to the sages by the first halacha in the Mishnah, and he adds one where he disagrees. Someone who did not eat that first night of Yom Tov, Yashlim, he needs to make it up. He has to have Tashlumin Belele Yom Tov Achron. Uh, even up to the last day, even up to Shemini Yetzeris, he could try to make up what he missed the first night. Chachamim Omrim, but the other sages say, There's no makeup if you missed the 15th. After all, the Pesach linking it to Matzah on Pesach is about the 15th. al on this uh, on this concept of missing out a mitzvah that was done at a specific time, there's a Pesach about this. It's in Mishlei chapter 1, uh, verse 15. It's something crooked that you can't fix. Something lacking that you can't now count um, as among them. The Gemara in Brachas explains this is someone who missed the time of davening, even though there's Tashluman, you missed the time, you missed the time of Krishma, or they were trying to make a minion and they needed you for a minion, but you couldn't be there, needed a person, not, not you, you guys are going the minion, thank God, uh, who knows, but uh, you know, it's something you couldn't make up, they apply this Pasuk there as well. Great, on to Mishnah Zion. Someone he had his 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 head and most of his body in the sukkah, but his table with his food, with his bread, his wine, that's actually inside the house. So there's the sukkah is on the porch, they're eating right by the door, and his table, Lamaisa, is in the house. Beit Shammai Poslin. Beit Shammai says this is puzzle. This is not something you're allowed to do. Beit Hilo says you're still allowed to do it. Now the Barnur here says, In this instance, 
that Beishamai's Gezeira was uh, agreed lehalacha. He says it's a Gezeira Shemayim Moshech Achar Shulchanu, a Gezeira that a person will be drawn towards his table. So even if his body and his head are in the sukkah, but his arms and legs are, you know, understand, on the table, under the table, he's going to get drawn after the food on the table, you know, reaching for something, he's going to end up eating, not in his sukkah, not being in his sukkah. And the mission continues, Amru lehen beit hilo leveit shamai. Beit hilo said, ask beit shamai, al kach hayamaisa, wasn't there an actual event? Shalhu zikne beit shamai, vizikne beit hilo, levaker at Rabbi Yochanan ben Ahorani. So they're saying in previous generations, sages from both Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel went to visit Rabbi Yochanan ben Horchani on Sukkot, and he was a great sage. They found him in his Sukkah, his head and most of his body indeed were inside the Sukkah, but he had his table inside the house. And the sages who were there from both Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel, they didn't chastise him, they didn't correct him for this. Amrulah and Beishamai. Beishamai said back to Beishilah, Misham Raya, that's your proof. Afhem Amrulo. No, the sages who were there, they told him, Im ken noheg. If this is what you've been doing all this time, lo kiyamta mitzvah sukkah miyamecha. You've never really done the mitzvah of sukkah. Meaning they held like the gezer of Beishamai, Shema Yimashach HaRashulchan, who be drawn after his table. So even the Lamaisis in the sukkah now, because of that gezeira, he hasn't fulfilled the sukkah in the ideal rabbinically required way. That's what the, that's what the Tosfot Yontav says. It, it sounds a little surprising to say something like a gezeira de Rabbanan could mean he didn't do the mitzvah de Raisa of sitting in the sukkah, but we can say at least he didn't do it in the ideal and appropriate and problem-free manner. It's a reminder of something that does happen, at least it happens to me. I don't know if it happens to you, but as you learn more Torah and more Torah, you realize certain things you weren't doing in an ideal way, or you, you know you were trying to do it, but you you missed out some of the details or some of the some of the the, the um, halachot that are involved in it, and then you realize, well, I wasn't doing that right for all these years. But instead of being depressed about that or saying, oh, I lost all those chances to do the mitzvah in the best way, it's really it's a good impetus to say, listen, I should learn the halachot and I should try to do the best I can. There's a concept in Hasidus, and I don't remember the exact words that the, the Hasidim use for this concept, but even if you were doing a mitzvah without all of the intention or without all of the, the fire and motivation, you know, it's like a body without a soul, but once you start doing it with all the details and all the intentions, then it, it sort of joins together all of those previous times you were doing it in a less than ideal way, and those sort of join up once you start doing it in the in the best way possible, Ezrat Hashem. Zaygezunt.